Welcome back to the Night Sisters podcast, a podcast dedicated to highlighting and uplifting the women that make Star Wars great. I'm your host, Madison Fairchild, and I'm so excited to introduce this week's guest, Meg Dowell. If experience outranks everything, I guess I better start getting some. Hi, Meg. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am so good. I am so thankful you wanted to be on the show. I was really excited when you said yes. So um, for everyone that doesn't know, Meg is super cool and does a ton of stuff. Um, She's a journalist. You edit for Dork Side of the Force and Distractify, right? Mm -hmm. That is so awesome. Uh, You write for Comic Book Resources, Geeks Gonna Geek, and you have a couple podcasts of your own, Starboard Dawn and Friends of the Force. But yeah, what have you been up to? How are you doing? I, I'm great. Uh, we are, you know, getting ready for all the celebration things, which I am all the way across the country from where it's going to be. So it's like, it's not just because I went to celebration in 2019 and that was in Chicago and I was like three uh-huh. hours away. So we just drove and that was great. Oh, wow. Now it's like, no, no, we have to fly. Like <laughs> we have to take all these planes and like we have to drive from the airport to the hotel. It's, it's so much travel, but but we're staying like so close to the convention center. It's like once we get there, it's going to be fantastic. Um, so yeah, getting ready for that and um, just, you know, doing all the all the Star Wars things. It's, it's, it's a good time. It's a good time to be a Star <laughs> Wars fan is what I what I have been saying for for a little while. So. Oh, 100%. It's so funny. It was the exact opposite for me. I had to fly to Chicago and then take a long train from the airport. And then my hotel was far from the convention. And for Anaheim, I'm just driving south from San Francisco. So it's like super easy. <laughs> but um, just a complete flip flop. That's that's why it's so cool. It's a traveling convention because it'd be a bummer if it was in Anaheim every year because the whole yeah. East Coast crowd would have to just like migrate and that would be horrible. <laughs> so I love that it moves around. That's so awesome. Um, well, I'm just going to jump right in with a bunch of our like general Star Wars questions, just so the listeners can kind of get to know your relationship with the franchise. Um, so what was your introduction to Star Wars? How did you first start becoming a fan? So my dad has been a fan since the very beginning. He always likes to tell me that he saw um, A New Hope before it was called A New Hope uh, 11 times Uh when it came out. So good for him. Um, So (laughs) it was kind of like, almost I couldn't avoid it. Like I kind of just grew up like I, when I was really young, like I think I had some kind of concept of Star Wars was a thing that existed um, just because it was, my dad just watches the movies all the time. So they were Uh just on. And for the Phantom Menace um, specifically, my brother was born right around the time that it came out and so like when he was young we would just have that movie playing all the time over and over and over again and so like I was just exposed to Star Wars through just like being in the same house as multiple Star Wars fans (laughs) yeah Um, and really for me what really kicked off like my personal fandom um were the books um because I got to a point where I was watching like all the movies on my own for the first time, which my dad loved. Um, Mm -hmm. But when I got to Attack of the Clones and I finished that, Revenge of the Sith hadn't come out yet. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do until the next (laughs) movie comes out? So my dad's like, let's go to the library and find Star Wars books. Um, I didn't know those existed, but we went and we found, I think it was the Galaxy of Fear series. Um, Yeah. And I was a little bit old for them at the time, but like, I still just, the fact that I could like experience Star Wars in book form at that time for me was like, it was the best thing ever. Um, so really <laughs> yeah. like, and I didn't read like a ton of them. Like I, I was just really into like books in general. Um, so I was reading everything, but it was the books that really got me into it. And it was the books like that got me back into Star Wars. Like, you know, as I grew up, I kind of like 
my interests were different and I migrated to different things and I got busy with school and work and things. But um, it, it was the Ahsoka novel. Um, I found out that oh there gosh. was going to be a book about Ahsoka. And I was like, I know who Ahsoka is because I watched some of the Clone Wars. <laughs> and I was like, there's going to be a book. This is so cool. Um, so I read that and I was like, I'm, I'm back in. We're here. Um, yeah. So it's like I, my, my fandom just started um, just by being close to other Star Wars fans and then just like I made it my own and it's yeah, um, my, yeah. Da- my dad just still doesn't understand he's like how did you take something that I loved and just make it like you know more <laughs> about it than I do and I was like I didn't mean yeah. to oh that's so funny my dad's going to celebration too and awesome. he was talking to someone the other day and he was just telling me this story last night and he's like yeah and I was telling them how it's super uncool because Star Wars was my thing and now you like it way more than me <laughs> was like I'm sorry like it's kind of your fault though (laughs) but that's so funny yeah I just had that conversation that's super funny um so you said the books got you like back into Star Wars and kind of made it your own but when did you get involved in the online fandom I remember um you know it was it was probably around like I want to say like 2018 probably later is when I like started like because I'd used my Twitter for for other things at that mm-hmm. point um other professional things and I was kind of like you know Twitter is a thing where a lot of people are on it like does Star Wars exist on here and I was getting more involved with writing about Star Wars and following other people and I realized like oh there's like a whole like online community that are here like talking about things all the time and you can just like reply to people and this is <laughs> this is great yeah. um <laughs> and you know social media is not always great but like I've literally met some of the most important people of my life on, you know, online Star Wars community things, Um, you know, whether it be through podcasting or just anything like podcasts specifically, like when I really started like first listening to podcasts and then like following them on Twitter and getting to know people, like that's when I really like found like my people. Um, The, you know, you hear so many negative things about like Twitter, for example, but it's such a great place to like find people who like you can, you, you know, you have even if just like one thing in common, it's um, it's really important to yeah. have, you know, just people who like get it or like, oh, you know, I, you know, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite movie, too. Or, you know, I really mm-hmm. like this book. Or mm-hmm. what did you think of this episode of this new show? It's um, to have like people around who just want to be excited and talk about these things. Um, it's pretty great. Yeah. No, Twitter's been an amazing place to make friends. I have met so many of my current friends right now just through Star Wars Twitter. My my boyfriend who is doing sound and editing for us met him through Star Wars Twitter. Like so many people that are so important in my life. I met through that stupid app. So <laughs> I totally <laughs> agree with you that it's like a great place and it can be super negative, but like it's kind of what you make of it and it can be a really, really great place. So um How's your experience been like as a woman in the fandom, whether that's in person at conventions, online, how's it been overall? Has that like shaped the way that people have treated you or anything like that? I think a lot of times when we start talking about like how women are treated in fandom, the assumption is always that like, um, you know, people will say to me like, oh, I've never had like a, a bad interaction on Twitter. Like people don't like judge me for for being a woman just because, you know, I like Star Wars. Like, and I get Mm -hmm. that because I really haven't gotten that specific thing either. I think for like, for me and for a lot of people, it's like a lot of the quote unquote struggles of being a woman in fandom are the same (laughs) struggles that are just 
being a woman in general. In general, um, it's yeah. like a lot of <laughs> yeah. It's like a lot of like you don't always get the same opportunities, or your opinion doesn't always have the same weight, or you might have an idea for something and it's just not taken as seriously. And so a lot of times it's not, it really isn't on purpose. It's just like, it's how things work sometimes. And it can be really frustrating um, to try to like explain to people who don't get it. Like it's not that, you know, there are people who are like constantly under attack and that's not fun. That's not cool. That's not right. But there are just Mm. also a lot of people who are just trying to get into podcasting or they want to get into writing or they want to talk about books or they want to be excited. And like, just it's harder for women sometimes to, you know, just be in a group of people and be treated the same. Like, even if it's not a conscious <laughs> yeah. thing, it just, it happens. And, um, cause when I went to celebration, I kind of was wondering, um, is it going to be like, is it different for women who go And for me? Kind of, it was fine. Um, yeah, and yeah. Um, it may not be like that for everyone. I was there with my brother. And so like, sometimes maybe, I don't know, I was just left alone. That could be it. But um, I do remember like one time, I think in middle school, I showed up to class with a Darth Vader, like notebook. And, uh-huh. um, you know, one of the kids in my class was like, he, he I think he just was passing me um, in class. And he's like, oh, it's a really cool notebook and just kept walking. And like, <laughs> sometimes it can be that. Sometimes it can just be like, oh, me and someone just connected because of Star Wars. And sometimes it can be, yeah, you know, you're just, your voice isn't as loud, no matter how loud you try to make it. And it's, it's hard, but, um, I always like to say like, that's why women have to support each other, especially in fandom, mm-hmm. because, um, you know, when, when there's more of us, when there's a group of us, you know, supporting each other or, um, rallying after a cause, like it, it makes a more of a difference when women are here trying to do all that, but alone, it it's just not as effective. Um, yeah. So, no, yeah. that point is literally the, like the thesis of this podcast. I mean, it's just trying to amplify the voices that like aren't as easily heard. So I love that. That's literally the reason I'm even doing this right now. So I think you're totally right. Also, what you said about celebration is so true because I was expecting, I have not had the best experiences as a woman in the Star Wars fandom. And I was on Raylo Twitter when that was like the worst thing you could possibly be as a woman, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I pulled up to celebration terrified because I was by myself, mm-hmm. like with, with a couple other Raylos. Um, and the guys there were so kind. They were yeah. so nice. Like all... I was having conversations with 50 year old men in line mm-hmm. and it was just like, we'd been friends forever just because yes. we had like something we loved that we could share. And it was very different than the online space. I think like celebration was one of the most welcomed I've ever felt in my life. It was an amazing experience. So I totally get what you're saying. I don't think it's because you were with your brother. I think people at celebration are just <laughs> nicer. <laughs> like I, I actually, you know, I totally agree with that. And I think yeah. Celebration is like a very unique, like, I think the people who are there genuinely want to be there and want to be excited mm-hmm. about Star Wars, which is the whole point mm-hmm. of the whole thing. But I remember being in an elevator with a group of people and I, I don't know why this came up, but um, <laughs> one, two guys were talking and I don't think they knew each other. And one was like, oh, you know, what did you think of The Last Jedi? And the other and the second person was like, Oh, you know, it was fine. It wasn't really my thing. And then they just kept going on. Like they yeah. obviously <laughs> didn't have the same feelings about the movie, but it wasn't a big deal. And like, I, I witnessed that and I was like, why can't Twitter be like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so true. That's what makes me so excited to go again is like, um, 
just that community. I feel like I haven't felt that at other conventions and I haven't felt that on online as much as I feel it. And I mean, it really is like this is so cheesy, but it really does feel like a celebration. It doesn't feel Mm -hmm. like a convention. It's just like a party for people that love the same thing. And that's kind of like the best environment in the world. Like, I don't know. I love it. I just liked your point. Sorry for that tangent. Um, (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) um, So what has been your favorite experience within the Star Wars fandom? Could be like a movie premiere or a convention. What's been like the most fun you've had? Oh, man. I'm I'm gonna I have a celebration example, but I'm going to forego that because we've talked about celebration a lot. I think <laughs> I think for me, um, you know, th- this comes to mind, and this is like I, I probably have like a top ten. And this is definitely in it. Um, I remember when it was announced um, that Clone Wars was coming back, um, that they were going to do the last season, finally finish the story. Um, uh-huh. And I just remember, like, I I don't I wasn't like super. I didn't know a lot of people online at that point, but just like there's that video still, you can probably find it um, of them announcing it. And then just like the people in the room, just like losing their minds. Oh yeah. It's that and it's things like that where it's like, you're seeing like the genuine reaction of excitement of so many people and you're having the same joy and like, just it's, it's the best thing ever in that moment. It's like, Star Wars, more Star Wars is happening. You know, there's, yeah. there have been multiple points throughout the history of Star Wars where like people weren't sure if that was the case. Like, is Star Wars done? Are we done with this? Um, mm-hmm. And I still get that excited when there's a new show announcement or another season of a show comes out. It's a lot of people might think, you know, there's too much Star Wars. We're getting too much. I will never think that ever for know, a second in my entire life. Uh, because every time we get new Star Wars, it's like, we are so lucky because yeah. it wasn't always like this. Like, I, you know, I still remember, like, there was still a gap between Revenge of the Sith and when the Clone Wars came out. There was oh not God, really yeah. a lot. And we don't get that anymore. And I don't think we ever will again, at least not for a while. Um, no. Yeah, I've noticed this. And OK, before I say what I'm about to say, literally all fans are equal. It doesn't matter if you joined after Tross <laughs> or you were there when A New Hope came out. It doesn't matter. Everyone's equal. I do think that there is a difference between fans that lived through multiple droughts of Star Wars mm-hmm. versus fans that joined when Disney bought it because they've had nothing but constant content come out and yes. we've had to deal with gaps and years of nothing or like only the Clone Wars and that's it. And like, mm-hmm. I think that it's different. Like you view it differently because all the older fans I know are like, yes, just give me more. I never want it to stop. Yes. And a lot of the newer fans I know are like, holy shit, it's been a new Star Wars every year. Like, can we have a break? And I think it's just different. And I think both are very fair, but yeah. it is kind of funny seeing how differently we consume the content. Um, the day that they announced like the 10 shows that were coming out, um, <laughs> At the investor meeting, I was just weeping like the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> I was just a mess because I was so excited for the next like at least decade of my life to be filled with oh, tons of my favorite content. I love that. Like, um, but yeah, no, you're so right. I I can never get enough. I will never be satisfied. I just want more. Um, <laughs> so what is your favorite like piece of Star Wars media? It could be a show, book, movie, anything. It um it has to be Star Wars Rebels for me. 
Um, I, I came, I came to it late. I started watching it after it already ended. This happens to me a lot with shows. There are so many shows I don't watch when they're coming out and I just watch them later. And you know what? I just deal. Um, the, the good thing about me watching rebels when I did is that somehow I will never understand how this happened. It must've been like a, I wasn't following the quote unquote right people on Twitter at the time. I, Uh I had no spoilers going in. The show was already over. It it was over for, um, it hadn't been over for that long. I think I watched it in the spring summer of 2018 mm-hmm. 18 maybe um so it had just ended so no one spoiled me on anything especially not like within the last season that had just happened i don't know how i avoided yeah. all of that i don't think it's even possible now there's too many <laughs> like you i see a screenshot of like i see kanan screenshots like every other I day i'm I like i don't know to say the kanan one ever since i finished yeah. the show it's like the next day i saw the spoiler and i was like oh yeah. my god okay <laughs> Just like there's there's no way to avoid it. But yeah, I don't know. For me, like Rebels is I, I feel like it had the perfect ending. People mm-hmm. will argue with me on that until the end of time. But I feel like it it ended perfectly when it needed to. I feel like um, oh, there wasn't a single character I didn't like. Um, oh, my God. They just all like their dynamics and just the characters individually were great. Um, the music is great. The story is great. And there's just like so many personal things for me connected to that show that just make it so much more important for me and like um it's just it it is the closest thing to a perfect tv show that i i think i've ever seen yep um it is the first season the best television ever not necessarily but like i also feel like some shows are not perfect in the beginning and they just have to find their footing and go and i'm totally forgiving of that so yeah um yeah yeah definitely rebels I okay it is so hilarious that you say that Rebels is your favorite because basically ever since my first week um I always thought that the Clone Wars was every single person's favorite except for mine I thought I was very alone in being like a Rebels is better fan Mm -hmm. um because like the Clone Wars is just everyone loves it and I was fighting for my life to defend Rebels (laughs) that it was just as I thought it was better but I was scared to say that to some people um Okay. And then I started this podcast. I feel like every other interview, someone's like rebels is the best thing to ever happen. And I'm like, where were you? What? <laughs> Thank you for being on this podcast. Cause I felt so alone. And now I know I'm not like Hera is probably one of the coolest women in star Wars. Like yeah. period. She's amazing. <laughs> like, I loved her from like the first moment she appeared. I was like, yes. what, what is this show? What is happening? <laughs> um, yes. I, I think one of my favorite Rebels related things in fandom is when someone is like, oh, I'm going to watch Rebels for the first time. And I'm like, go on this journey. I'm so <laughs> I'm here for you when you get to the end. I'm so excited. It's just it's one of the things I, I love, especially with like Disney Plus being a thing and like these shows that are over being mostly more accessible, depending Um is that you can have people who are like, oh, I've never seen this thing. I'm going to go watch it now. And like yeah. Star Wars is just yeah. there and available. And I'm like, I love this so much. No, it's so awesome. All all of the whole, every character is perfect. Chopper is the best thing that ever happened in my life. Like, <laughs> I am so glad you said Rebels. Every week I'm getting like a, a good little surprise and finding new Rebels fans. Um, so. Okay. So we just talked about one of the coolest women in Star Wars, Hera. But who is your like Star Wars role model? It can be a character or it can be a woman that works on Star Wars. I will not judge. But who do you think is like the character you look up to? I, I think I have two answers for this. Um, That's perfect. I, I have a quote unquote like out of universe answer, which is every female author who is writing Star Wars right now. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Because there have not always been a lot of them. And, um, you know, 
writers past, writers present, writers future. I think like mm-hmm. seeing women tell these stories and just like how good they are. Um, yeah. And you know, it, it's okay. There are so many Star Wars books. Like some people are not going to like every single one and there is nothing wrong with that. Like if you're not into a book, that's fine. Um, but some of my favorite stories like Rebel Rising and why mm-hmm. am I blanking on the a queen shadow? There we go. It's right next to me. Why <laughs> couldn't anyway? It's like some of my favorite um, Star Wars things are by these women yeah. who are just they've they've gotten to a point in their careers where they get to tell Star Wars stories and like I don't think that's necessarily like specifically a dream for me, but it is just something definitely to aspire to because like you are so yeah. cool and accomplished that someone is letting you make up Star Wars things. I just think that is yeah. so cool. Um, no. And it's just like it's it, it's really like showing just like girls and women that like. You can't like if your dream is to write Star Wars things like go do it. Um, it's yeah. possible. And they're just so positive about it. And they love what they do. And they love each mm-hmm. other. Just like seeing mm-hmm. authors interact on Twitter is my favorite thing. Um, yeah, I just I love them no. so much. You're that such a good. Yes. Claudia Gray um, is probably my favorite Star Wars creator in general, like over the shows, over the movies, every single book she's written for Star Wars is the most Star Wars thing in my brain. Like it is the pinnacle of Star Wars to me. Um, And there's so many other women that I absolutely love their books, but Claudia Gray is just like the golden standard to me. Like that is women in Star Wars. I want so many more of her. (laughs) Like, forever i want her to do the movies so i totally understand that's so awesome and then you said you had an in-universe hero i do if if we're talking about characters um this will not surprise anyone who's listened to the entirety of this episode of our sabine it has to be sabine for me um you know just like her whole journey i'm you know i'm not going to spoil anything because if you haven't seen rebels go do that you need to fix that it's I I don't call many Star Wars things essential, but Rebels is the thing. Go go do it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Sabine's just like journey and like watching her grow up and like find who she is and then like return to who she has been and kind of confront that. That like yeah. speaks to me on such a like deep philosophical level. <laughs> um, but but also just like seeing her like stand up for herself and what she believes in and be a leader. It's just it's like so many things that I don't feel like I am that I could be. Um, mm-hmm, and also mm-hmm. like I, I have hair envy so much. Um, <laughs> so good. good. I hair. love the purple. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh my gosh. Sabina's. Oh, that's the love of my life. I have one of her like forces of destiny Barbies in my room. because I just love her so much. Yes. So oh my God. <laughs> love her so much. That's so awesome. Um, so now that we've gotten through your relationship with star Wars, um, we're going to talk about what you do with Star Wars so um, and other fandom sources. So we're going to start out. Tell us what it's like writing for comic book resources. That is such a big deal. <laughs> like that is a massive, <laughs> massive thing to be writing for. How has that been? It is. It's so there. There are a lot of people who who freelance for them. And one of my favorite things is just to see like all the pitches that come through every day. I mm. mean, like these are like th- things and angles that I like never would have thought of and like you know it's a lot of shows I don't watch it's a lot of things I don't pay attention to but like just to see like so many people creating things and you know having these ideas it's so like inspirational to because I, I I'm not always like super confident in like my own ideas and my original like oh I what if I wrote about this thing and no one's done before but to see like so many people doing that it's like there are so many talented people that just like for whatever reason you don't they just don't get 
you know, the recognition you think they should. And I'm like, this article is awesome. Like, go, go do the thing. Um, It's just really, really nice to be able to work with and learn from so many different people. Um, You know, the editors are so good at like, you know, they'll read, they'll read your stuff and they'll say like, oh, hey, I, I loved this. Here's something that I noticed that you could do better. And it's like, you're getting so many writers like don't know how to get the feedback that they want or they feel like they need. And it's like, if you can get to a place where you have like a mentor like that, um, it's super helpful, especially, I mean, like, you know, I've, I've writing and editing, it's, it's what I do for a living and I've done it for a long time, but like you never grow out of your feelings of like, oh, am I good enough? Can I still yeah. do this? Am I doing it right? And that, that never really goes away. The difference is that you just, you kind of figure out how to just keep pushing yourself and doing it even when you don't necessarily feel confident. But, um, you know, to, to have someone who, who can be there and I can ask questions and not feel silly for, you know, something that I think might be obvious that's not. And it's just so good. It's good to um, be able to write about Star Wars and um, Grey's Anatomy and all of the uh, medical <laughs> dramas that I'm not ashamed to say that I love. Um, yes. I don't really get to do that that often, but like here, I'll take an obsession and I get to write about it sometimes. It's, it's pretty nice. That's so awesome. Like that sounds like an amazing experience, honestly. Um, are you freelance for Geeks Gonna Geek as well? Or is that work a little bit different? That is also freelance. And that's super fun awesome. because like, I just got a message out of the blue one day and they were like, hey, do you want to write Star Wars stuff? And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> that's so um, cool. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I can, it, it's, a, I have a little bit more freedom to kind of say like, oh, you know, I'm seeing this argument, quote unquote, on Twitter. I want to like give my opinion. And it's like, not to be negative, but just to be like, hey, this is why we shouldn't be fighting about this thing we shouldn't yeah. worry so much about how the grand inquisitor looks <laughs> Kenobi trailer. like it's <laughs> oh fine <my> god <laughs> um you know it's just it's, it's nice to be able to just kind of like t- take you know a half hour to an hour write 500 words about how i'm feeling and just send it off and um yeah. you know i i do a lot of editing and I'm with um geeks gonna geek especially like it, it's nice to just be able to like go write something and then just be like here do whatever you want with it um, <laughs> it's kind of great <laughs> That's so awesome. So how long have you been doing both of those uh, freelance jobs? Oh, CBR, I think since last August. And um, mm-hmm. Geek's Gonna Geek has been like within the last couple months. I think at some point I was kind of like, hey, I want to write for more sites. Is anyone looking? I think that's where that message oh, came wow. from. You never know. Well, that's you super cool. Know. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, so you have a podcast. You have a couple podcasts as well. Um First, I want to hear all about Friends of the Force. What is like your elevator pitch of what your podcast is? That podcast? um, Oh, man. I I would say it's a bunch of random friends who met on the Internet just coming together and like Uh talking about Star Wars. Um, We we have a a Discord chat that's just like the six, seven of us. How many of us are there? I think There's I counted six seven. <laughs> oh, is there six? Um, it, it's, it's literally just like, hey, what do, what do we want to talk about on this week's episode? And, um, you know, we've all been pretty busy and it's, it's like, it's here and there at this point, but it's so nice to be like, oh, let's do like a top 10 or top 10. What was one we did? I think one of my favorites was like um, top 10, like movie moments, or I don't remember exactly what it was, <laughs> but it's just so like free and like anyone can like give their opinions and like, yeah. Oh, uh, we should talk about this or that. Um, and it, it's so fun because we we do a couple different like types of shows. We'll do like, um, we'll do like a more basic like, oh, here's our thoughts on a trailer. But we'll also do mm-hmm. like we do a happy hour sometimes where we just it's like a two hour live stream and we all just sit there and talk about whatever. <laughs> and those are fun just because 
you know, when you have seven people, um, yeah. you know, on, on StreamYard, just like talking, like it's, it's almost like you're hanging out just with a bunch of friends, just chilling. And, um, uh, w- they started off, I think there were three of them to start and their female co-host had to, had to step down, had to go do other uh-huh. life things. Um, and say, so, so they were like, Hey, we're looking for, cause it's, you guys, they're great. Um, they're like, hey, we need we need a woman to say things and tell us not to be stupid. Um, yeah. We're looking for someone, and I, you know, I interviewed, but so did six other women, and they were like, we like you all so much. Can you all just like come on and we can, you know, all just do this thing? Um, oh wow, and it's great. It's um, we're all just great friends, and it's fun. It's fun to just talk about Star Wars and not have to worry about, you know knowing everything or saying the right thing because the thing with like having that many people is like if you don't know like some random fact you probably someone else does and it's like um you can just be yourself and I think that's one of the most important things about being you know in podcasting or in the fandom is like if you can't be who you really are then like you're not with the right people and you're just gonna find them you know they're out Mm -hmm. there That is so awesome. I was going to ask you how it is like making creative decisions and all of that with that many people, but it sounds like it's pretty chill. So that's really cool. (laughs) That's awesome. It is. It's it's literally like, hey, can we can we like make like playlists for like random movies (laughs) in Star Wars? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I love that. It's so fun. Oh, that's so awesome. Um, So would you say like your favorite thing about doing that podcast is just the little community you've made or what, what's been the best part of doing it for you? I think just like, it's a constant reminder to me that, um, I matter. Um, it's just like, it's, it's hard. There are so many people online in fandom doing so many different things. There are so many podcasts, like don't even try to like count how many Star Wars podcasts are because (laughs) you can't do it. Um, but just to like, to be in a space where like you're, you're expected to, and not only expected to, but you're, you know, you're wanted to say your opinion and to say what you think and to speak your mind. And like, when you're in that space, when you're talking about your favorite movie or a show or a new trailer, like the things that you have to say, they just, they go out into the internet forever and they're there. And like, you can like (laughs) look back on that. We did, um, me and Rachel did one episode, um, where we just talked about ships for an hour and a half and it went completely off the rails. And because we were looking (laughs) up like, what are the most um, common like ships on AO3 and all these things. Uh And uh it's like stuff like that where you're like, Oh, like we can just star Wars can be fun. I think that might be the most important thing is like our, our only goal for that podcast really is to have fun. Like if we stopped Uh having fun, we would stop doing it because it wouldn't be worth it. Um, Podcasting, as you know, and (laughs) as you know, if you might be listening out there is a lot of work and like it, it is, it's okay to have structure. It's okay to have a schedule. It's okay to do all those things and work hard and make a thing that you love. But like, if you don't have fun while you're doing it, it just stops being worth it. And it's, you know, it has to be worth the work is what I like to say. And um, yeah, that's, it always is with that. It's always fun. It's always, I always look forward to it. I was just, cause I know I'm going to laugh. I know I'm going to laugh yeah, and yeah. have like inside jokes and like things I can tweet about <laughs> later. And that's just the, the only thing I'm here for really is just mess around and have fun. So. That's so awesome. Also, like, I don't know, a very refreshing point of view on podcasts that I think I needed to hear in my mm-hmm. beginning steps of doing this one. So that's, that's really cool. I love it. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's it, it's supposed to be fun. Star Wars is supposed to be fun. I have to yeah. remind myself of that a lot of times because, you know, I, I've been in certain spaces within, within the fandom where, you know, you work really, really hard and it's great. But like sometimes it stops being fun and you kind of have to say, like, is this is this still worth it? And I think yeah. if you have if you have a show and like you're doing it and it's what you want it to be and like it might feel hard sometimes it might feel like you might burn out but like as long as you want to keep doing it you're gonna find a way to do it and as long as it, you keep it fun that's just what this really matters like we <laughs> star wars for all of us for the majority of fans who are making things and you know consuming things and all of that star wars is a supplement to everything else like we all have lives <laughs> we all have jobs yeah. or school or family things we're all doing different things and like star wars you you want to come to star wars twitter you want to come to star wars anything and you might want to have a fun debate with someone or you might want to say hey like that's not totally how it should be let's fix that but also it's monday night you've been at work all day you want to have fun like you're here to just relax i think sometimes we'd all be a lot better off if we just came to star wars twitter to relax yeah <laughs> yeah i agree <laughs> Oh my God, that's such a good point. So it sounds like Friends of the Force has been a really fun and rewarding experience. But what it, what inspired you to make Starboard Dawn? Well, it was 2020, <laughs> about oh, in yeah. March or April. And um, I, you know, I was in, I was doing the Star Wars things and I was meeting people and I was listening to a ton of podcasts, uh, probably too many podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, and I really thought to myself, I was like, I love all the Star Wars things I'm listening to, but one of the core messages of Star Wars is hope and, you know, survival and persistence. And I really just, there wasn't that I could find a show that was just about like being inspired and feeling hopeful and like being just like super positive about everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want, I start, I just wanted to make a show that was like, here, here's a Star Wars story. And this is what kind of hope we can gather from that and go about our weeks and be okay. And that's what I did. Um, it's been on hi hiatus for a little bit just because of life things, but I am bringing it back. I promise. Um, but <laughs> what I love about it is the episodes are usually like under 10 minutes. They're very short because time, yeah. but it's really just like a bite size, like look at a story. Um, the one I'm thinking of now, there's an episode um, that I did about just Ahsoka. Ahsoka is like, journey with the helmets and the clones and all these things and like it's a really quick like hey this is a, a dark thing that happened to a character but like look at what came from that like look at the hope we can find from where they ended up and everything's gonna be fine that's really the whole the whole message of the thing is like you know star wars can seem dark and life can seem dark and things can seem not okay but um we have hope <sighs> we really do that's and so awesome. um it's a it i like it because you know, it, it's fun to fun to be able to give people that, but it's also good for me because it forces yeah, me to yeah. be hopeful enough to write something and record something that is hopeful. Um, it was very important to me to give that to other people, but also for myself at that time in the world when like every other day it just felt like, oh, things are not great. Um, and I think it's really important to be able to take something you love like Star Wars and make it into something that like you can apply to your real life in a positive way. Um, yeah. I think that's really a benefit to Star Wars is there are so many different stories. There is a story or a character that you can relate to and you can take the lessons that they learn from that and apply them to what you're dealing with in your life. Um, you know, I, I 
Star Wars can be an escape and it should be sometimes when you need it to be, but like also can be helpful um, for real world things when you need it to be. So I love that so much. I feel like that is something that's so needed right now. And Mm -hmm. wow. Okay. I'd had the chance to listen to Friends of the Force, but I haven't had the chance to listen to Starboard Dawn. And now I'm about to load that up as soon as we're done (laughs) because I definitely need it. That is so awesome. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've missed making it. And um, I promise I, I will bring it back. Maybe not as frequently, but um, I think I think it's really important to have something like that in the fandom where like if you're just having a day, you just turn yeah. on a seven minute episode and everything might feel a little better. No, maybe. exactly. That concept's amazing. I love that so much. Wow. That's that's really cool. Do you feel more like connected to the Star Wars fandom and your own personal fandom through doing these podcasts? Has it has the work and the reward been equal enough to where you're still feeling really connected? I think so. I think that's awesome. uh, Even if I don't listen to like everyone's show or even if I don't constantly interact with certain people, um, I've just gotten to know so many people. And I think like when I went because it's going to happen regardless of how much you like doing something or how good you are at it or whatever it might be there, you're going to have moments where you have to question like, is this still worth it? Do I still want to do this? Mm -hmm. Is, is this a thing I want to spend my time on? Because, you know, (laughs) podcasting takes time thing, creating things just in general takes time. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot out of you because you're putting so much of yourself into what you're making. Um, but I think for me, I always have to go back to like, think of who you've met and who you might've impacted along the way. Um, you know, doing this stuff is not about, you know, how many people you reach or the specific numbers or like whether or not people give you, I don't know, comments or ratings or whatever. But <laughs> I think the the possibility that you are reaching people who they just might need to hear something or might just like <laughs> people comment on my voice a lot and they're like, your voice is so nice. And I'm like, thank yeah. you. But like um but even just like if like I don't know, like if for some reason someone just like likes listening to me talk, like if that mm-hmm. helps them through their day, like that's that's fine. I can deal with that. Um yeah, yeah. I but I, I think it you have to find the things about what you're doing that make it worth it. And I think for me, it's the people it's who I've met. It's um, who I haven't met yet that I still am going to. It's like the very important relationships that just have come from, especially like guesting on podcasts, like the people I've gotten to know just from like being on their shows and like having people Mm. on for interviews or whatever it might be. Um, It's so important. It's, we all need to connect with each other and like, it's nice to interact with someone on Twitter and then like talk to them like quote unquote in real life. Um, it's a yeah, completely different yeah. experience, but like it's it's just so good. And I think podcasting is a really good way to do that. Like it, I got into podcasting to just like be more confident in just speaking and just saying things. Um, and uh-huh. it, it's it, but it's like I didn't expect like the the aspect of like getting to know so many people. Um, and it's it's super important. It's um, it, it is definitely worth it for me. That's so awesome. I love that so much. <laughs> um, so not a podcast, but please tell us a little bit more about your um, not a book hoarder account, your blog or reviews and stuff like that. <laughs> so this all started um, when I was still in high school. Oh, goodness. Um, I, I wanted to be a writer and I was like, I I, I followed like a couple of authors that I liked. I followed like they had blogs at the time and I was like, I want to do that. So I did mm. that. Um, and it evolved over like the decade that I was consistently doing it into like writing advice and like writing for 
basically writing for writers. So like, yeah. um, as I was learning how to do different things in, in my, in building my career, I just would give advice. Um, it, it's very hard to do that consistently when you're just so busy writing things as I found. <laughs> um, so I, I, I stopped doing it for a while and then, um, what I wanted to do, I think like last year or the year before that was kind of start it up again, but have like two halves of it. So have the writing side and then have the book review side. Um, mm. So <laughs> still haven't started back up the writing side because again, just I have a lot of things to write. Um, yeah. But I do occasionally get to do the book review part and I love books. Um, you know, I love Star Wars books, but I just love books in general. And like, I find a lot of authors through Star Wars books um, because like mm -hmm, an mm -hmm. author that I may not have heard of will write a book or they'll write a short story. And I'm like, who are you? And I look up their things and I read all their books and they're great. Um, and I, I think like reviewing books is a lot harder than you'd think because it's not just about like writing it and saying like what you like and didn't like. It's like, cause every book has a purpose. Every book has like a deeper layer of like, why did the writer choose to write this book? And that's kind of what I try to look at. It's like, why is this book important? Um, because a lot of people will ask me like when they're trying to get book recommendations or like, is this book worth it? Or is this book good? Well, like what I try to say is like, well, here's what you're going to get out of it. Um, here's yeah, why yeah. I think you should take the time to pick it up and read it. And so like my book re reviews are very short, but they're very much like, Hey, like this is why this book matters. Um, mm -hmm. And I think I, I just, I really need to do that. I think it, it's like an outlet that I need to just like, remember that like, I'm not just reading books to have a higher book reading count on Goodreads. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, books are important. And like every, every writer who sets out to write a book has a reason for doing that. And to like really dig into like, why did the writer like choose to tell this particular story? It's just very interesting to me. And uh, yeah, just book books in general are great. And like <laughs> a lot of people are like, oh, I, I'm not really into reading. I'm convinced that like there is a at least one book or one type of book for everyone. You just have to find it. Um, and that's why I review them because I'm like, the, if you are convinced you don't want to read, I promise you, you can, you can do it. Yeah, there is a book. Yeah. So oh, yeah. That's so awesome. Your reviews are great. I was able to read a few of them and I was like, oh, I love they're not like, I wouldn't say bite-sized, but they're like the perfect length for me mm -hmm. <laughs> to read yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very used to like doing shorter reviews for like Instagram. So like, I think I've just like yeah. carried that over to like blog form. But I actually like that because like not yeah. every review has to like go into like all the details. Like sometimes when I'm trying to decide if I'm going to read a book, I just want to really short mm -hmm. like, hey, this is kind of what you're going to get. And so that's kind of what I try to do. No, exactly. Because I feel like I'll read a book review and I'm like, oh, dear God, the plot just got spoiled. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love yeah, I love yeah. the little like this is why you should read it. I'm like, yes. Mm -hmm. OK, I'll buy it right now. Thank you. Um, yep. You also take like just beautiful photos of the books you have. Your book photography is fantastic. Um, so I had a little Star Wars question, which is um, what do you think is like the prettiest cover of a Star Wars book? All right. This answer is going to make a lot of people angry because I honestly don't know if you can get this book cover anymore. I don't oh, no. actually know how I found it. So, <laughs> so I, um, why I don't even remember why I did this. So I had the Rebel Rising hardcover, and the hardcover yeah. is just the basic like normal Rebel Rising cover. Um, and so is the paperback. Currently, it's the same cover. However, the paperback version that I have, that I swear I got on Amazon like not that long ago, is a uh -huh. completely different cover, and it is by far in my opinion, the the best and the prettiest <laughs> Star Wars book cover that exists, which apparently <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. I don't know. Um, but it is just, it's it's mostly white 
but it, ha- it, and it has the title in blue. But uh-huh. most of the cover, the rest of it is just like Jin's face, just yes, all in blue. Yes. And it's like shadows. This is like the be- most beautiful cover <laughs> I've ever seen. And I don't understand yes. why you can't get it anymore. <laughs> every time I post it, um, like on Instagram, someone's like, where'd you get this cover? I'm like, I got it on Amazon. I don't know where it is now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. And it's also very reminiscent of like the best Rogue One posters. Um, yes. Which were exactly. the like very heavily blue, like silhouetted so good. Some of the best Star Wars posters, period, are from the Rogue One era. So love that. That is a gorgeous book. I don't have that, but I'm very jealous and you're correct. So I, I, I would say like if we're going to talk like because that's like my, the best like individual cover. But like I feel like there haven't been as many examples of the examples of this yet in canon. But like the Queen's book trilogy. like say it. Yep. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> when you put them all together, it's like, who planned this? Because they're brilliant. Yeah. Even the paperbacks are great. Um, it's just, I, I very, I'm very into like, because um, they don't do this with every book, but like a lot of the Star Wars YA books are just very bright and vibrant mm-hmm. and like they just really mm-hmm. stand out. And I'm like, more of this, please. It's just so, it's like, if you saw this in a bookstore, you'd be inclined to pick it up, even if you didn't know what it was. Like, it's yeah. great. Every time I do own them, but every time I see them, in a Barnes and Noble or in a bookstore. I'm just like, that is the prettiest thing I've ever seen. I, I can't even, the, the the yellow of the new one is such yes. a perfect yellow. I just, and I love the pastel colors. I think that's so yes. rare for Star Wars. Like they can be vibrant, but Star Wars usually leans away from like pastel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so perfect for Padme. That's so like on brand. I'm obsessed. Um, But yeah, Rebel Rising also, I'm about to like cop of, triple the price version of that book just because you're right it's so beautiful <laughs> like it's I, so I really need to see if like it's available anywhere else because like I will recommend it to anyone like go get yeah. this cover it's <laughs> so good oh man um okay I have a couple more general questions but first off I just want to say thank you this has been so fun um it has <laughs> but um what is the upcoming project you are most excited for for Star Wars you know what? Oh, I had to pick just one. Oh, this is not fair. You can pick two, <laughs> two or three. Go. It's totally fine. Oh, <laughs> I okay. have multiple. I ha- okay. I have to. I have to say Kenobi. I can't not say Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi because, like, what? What is the? We only get six episodes, and so you know they're going <laughs> to do perfectly everything they can with every single second yep. of it. They're not going to waste yep. any time. And plus, Deborah Chow. I mean, come on. So I, I'm. I'm excited to see like what just what what is we don't know what's going to happen we know basically nothing um and i think that's perfect i think the perfect way to go into into a new star wars anything is to know almost nothing and you're just gonna Mm -hmm. have a great time um (laughs) and i think how could i not say like any of the star wars books that are coming out this summer i okay i have to say princess and scoundrel because like to get han and leia's like love story like wedding like in canon and like Oh, please. <laughs> um, and I can't wait. Beth Revis also who wrote Rebel Rising is writing that one and like, mm-hmm. give it to me, please. Um, <laughs> that's going to just be absolutely wild. Possibly like the just <laughs> the most unnecessary, but also most delightful Star Wars book we've ever gotten. Oh, yeah. And I say that so yeah. lovingly. <laughs> I know. I know that it is just to sell booking for Halcyon. I don't care. And it will make me go to that hotel. I do not give a shit. I'm so excited. (laughs) But we said the same thing about Black Spire, which was the book that was quote unquote sell Galaxy's Edge, but it was a great book. Okay. Exactly. Also, um, Crash of Fate 
is one of yes. my favorite Star Wars books ever. And yes. it's just a Batu product placement. I don't care. It's amazing. <laughs> I, you know, it's I, so good. I forget about that book so much. I, I need to reread it. So I remember that it, it exists because it's so good. It is so good. I, I'm, I'm so happy to be able to talk about Star Wars books because they've been a like, I read Star Wars books when I was younger, but during mm-hmm. the pandemic has been when I've buckled down and just read a shit ton of them. Mm-hmm. And they bring me so much joy. I love talking to like a fellow book person. That makes me so yes. happy. There, There's there's a, st- like I, I said this about books in general, but like I also am convinced there's a Star Wars book for everyone. Um, I think oh, yeah. like there's a, there's enough of a variety in Legends and Canon at this point that like mm-hmm. if you like a certain type of author's writing or you like a certain genre or you like a certain character, like there's a book and like you can say yeah. like, you know, all Star Wars books are not great. I'm not convinced. So. Yeah. No, I... I Lost Stars was the first one to bring me back into reading Star Wars books. Um, revolutionary just for my life that that book means the absolute world to me. I have like three copies now and I just read it in 2020, but it's so good. I I could go on. I'll have to do an episode on just Star Wars books because do it. I'll never stop talking about it. Um, OK, this is my bonus fun question that I give everybody. Um, who is your Star Wars big three? Like, what are the three characters you think make your personality? Oh, well, I'm going to have to go with Sabine again first, because yep. <laughs> just because like just very determined woman wanting to get things done. That's me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Ahsoka for a similar reason. Um, we we basically watched her grow up um in the Clone mm-hmm. Wars and like to see like her struggling to like figure out how to be a leader or like how to, you know, follow orders and like do your own thing, but also within the parameters of, you know, what you have to do or moments when you don't have to. Um, and just seeing her like figure out like what what she's going to take away from what she learned from the Jedi and apply it to like how she wants her life to be. Um yeah. You know, to be able to walk away from something you no longer like can stand for, but but to still be a good person anyway, um, even without that foundation, you still have the fundamentals of what you have been taught um, that are important and that make the galaxy better. Um, that's definitely uh, important to me and just important to <laughs> fans in general. Um, and I think, you know, this is a very recent like thing for me. I think I have to blame Queen's Hope for this, but like I have to say Padme, um, <laughs> yeah. who has never been historically like my favorite character just because she just Mm -hmm. didn't get a lot of she didn't get the screen time i think she deserved she didn't get like that revenge of the sith deleted scene that never should have been deleted i am still upset about it but yeah i i think just like because the books read them please if you haven't um they do such a good job (laughs) of like showing like how much she cares and how much she genuinely wants to make a difference. Like she's in politics. She's in like caught up in all of the, just all the mess of the Republic and trying to, you know, deal with people who don't want to get things done and things like that. But like she so genuinely just wants the galaxy to be better and she will do everything she can to make that happen. I just, I, she, she didn't get to do all the things she wanted to do and it's a tragedy, but, um, you know, while she was there and like the people she impacted it, like it changed the, the whole story. And yeah, um, yeah, you know, that's important. So, yeah. That's like such a top tier big three. That's amazing. <laughs> that's so badass. Also, I have to go back really quickly to what you said about Ahsoka, because obviously everyone knows like the Jedi Order is a religion, like everyone that that's said multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I obviously know Ahsoka leaves. 
you just for the first time connected the little wires in my brain. Mm. Oh, yeah. She left the religion she was raised in. That's wow. I wow. My brain's like frying right now because that's <laughs> I've never thought about it like that. And I needed that. That's crazy. Like, the, the most important oh thing, God. I think, of that to me is like not the fact that she walked away, but like, you know, look at her in Rebels or look at her uh, yeah. when we see her later in The Mandalorian. Like she is still operating as a Jedi should. Like mm -hmm. as, you no. know, caring for people, wanting the galaxy to be better. Like she may have walked away from like all of the bad parts of it, but like she took with her like the light and the things Ooh. that mattered <laughs> and that actually <laughs> changed everything. And um, it, it, you know, walking away is hard enough, but like to be able to like decide what you're going to leave and what you're going to yeah. keep. That's the hard part. Yeah. And she did that. And it's it it changed the way that she changed the galaxy. And I'm fine. I'm not going to cry right now. At all. No, I'm literally tearing up. A bit. <laughs> oh, no. oh. I uh, uh, grew up uh, family in the in the church uh, mm -hmm. raised like, wow, I needed to hear that. I've never thought about it like that. You just changed my whole perspective on Ahsoka. That's insane. <laughs> like, See, this is why oh Star God. Wars fans need to talk to each other because you just wow. learn the the reason, you know, you know, I, I've gotten a lot of hate sometimes for like, quote unquote, preaching diversity in fandom. But the yeah. literal reason why diversity and different voices speaking to each other is important is literally what you just heard is like yeah. two people who might have a lot in common already, but might like one person has a perspective that the other one has never heard before. Like it changes the way you look at Star Wars and your own life. This is why it's Holy important. Crap. This is wow, what I try you. to tell people. <laughs> thank you for literally saying it because I can't believe it took it being laid out in front of me so explicitly for me to be like, huh, that's why I relate to her. Like, <laughs> That's it. There we go. <laughs> it's it's oh hard because like, you know, with a character like Ahsoka, she's in so many episodes of so many different things now. It's like yeah. sometimes you really just have to step back from what you're seeing. And like, and that, that's one thing I do love about, um, you know, writing about Star Wars, but also like doing like the Starboard Dawn thing is like, it forces mm -hmm. me to like really look at what is this story saying about the larger universe and you know it's it you have to do that you have to wow. there, there's a time for escapism and there's a time for like <laughs> taking what you love and like really like making it count yeah i i'm gonna be thinking about this for the rest of my day for those of you who don't know because this episode comes out in about two weeks this is the day before easter <laughs> and when you leave the church easter is a weird time um mm. so i'm gonna be thinking about ahsoka for the next 48 hours thank you <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. Wow. I just had to touch on that. Cause when you said it, I was like, wait, my mind blown. Um, <laughs> on a different note, um, what are your social medias and uh, things that you work on so people can find you? Yeah. The easiest thing to do probably is to go follow me or look at, you don't have to follow me, but you can go to my <laughs> Twitter profile at Magdala. You can follow me if you want to, not saying you have to. Um, All of my links to everything is there. I do have a link tree. I need to update it and get rid of some older projects I'm no longer working on, but mm -hmm. um, all of the writing, all of the content, all of the everything is there. Um, And if you do follow me, you're just going to get a lot of like Darksaber, Bo-Katan, like book <laughs> things and you know what just deal with it i'm you know everyone likes what they like just accept it <laughs> i love that so much oh my god um thank you so much for being on this episode this was so fun and enlightening holy crap um <laughs> but <laughs> it's so awesome to get to talk to someone who like does what they love for their career and for their life and um it's really inspiring so thank you so much for being on here it means a lot 
Of course, this is so much fun. And like, I, I love, <laughs> I especially love like going on to podcasts that are newer because like, it's so, it's so nice to see like people just starting out and like them getting a feel for like what they're doing and like, just like yeah. talking to people and like getting them excited about Star Wars and all the things. <laughs> it's so fun. So I, I'm so, this is so fun and like, definitely want to talk to you again. Yes, please. Oh my God. Please come talk about books with me anytime. Oh, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Just tell me when and where and I'll be there. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode. Thank you, Meg. This was such an amazing experience being able to talk about your contributions to the fandom. And I'm so glad we were able to meet because of this podcast. It's so awesome. It's been able to introduce me to some of the coolest women I've met in the fandom. And I'm just so grateful to be doing this every single week. If you want to keep following the podcast and see what's coming next, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at NightSistersPod. My personal account is at Maddie underscore Amadala on everything, TikTok, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, doesn't matter. That's my at. And I also have another movie podcast. If you feel inclined to listen, I talk with my friends Raina and Steph about underseen and underappreciated movies. It's Windsor Film Club on every podcast streaming platform and Windsor Film Club pod on Instagram and Twitter. But if you go to my account, I have a link tree. It'll link you to everything from Twitch to different podcasts and you can follow along there. So thank you guys so much for being here. The constant support is so meaningful. Um, Have a great day. May the force be with you. Bye.